It's time to outlive your cubicle, the podcast that helps you get the most out of your health when you spend your day at a desk. Remember, this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. Nothing in our discussion should be construed as medical advice or diagnosis. If you plan to make health changes, be sure to ask your doctor. Now, here's your host, Dan Wool. Hey, everybody. It is episode five of Outlive Your Cubicle. It's OYC with me, Dan Wool. How have you been? Tell you what, I've been great. I am two and a half weeks away from graduating medical school. How cool is that? It's been a five-year journey for me. Five years in August will have been when I made the million-dollar leap to become a naturopathic physician. I don't regret one minute of it. It has been an amazing journey. And there's been some kind of pinch-me moments this week as we took our final, final exams. And tonight, we had the kickoff event of what will be several different things to celebrate our class. Dr. Alan Christensen and his wife, Kieran, uh, hosted a beautiful reception up at their wonderful home. It's a 360-degree view of the valley here in Phoenix. We all hung out, had a beautiful dinner, watched the sunset, and got a lot of inspiration from him and from the head of our school, Dr. Paul Mittman. Southwest College of Naturopathic Medicine. It was just a lovely evening. And like I said, one of those pinch me moments, we're going to have many more of them over the next couple weeks. Just wanted to share my excitement with you. But that's not the only thing I wanted to talk about. Let me transition. I've been thinking a lot lately about the fact that we take in a lot. And maybe it's the after four years of medical school, I think about all the stress I've taken in uh, during that time, and I was wondering about how much stress I actually let out. Now, we take in a lot. How much do we let out in our lives? Just on a gut level, I'm thinking that this needs to be a 50-50 proposition. What I'm saying is, if you're taking in the stress, you got to let it out. And I want to talk a little bit about some ways to do that. I was thinking about the movie The Green Mile with uh, Tom Hanks and Michael Clark Duncan where he plays a prisoner named John Coffey and in one of the pivotal scenes in the movie, spoiler alert, Tom Hanks has been battling uh, some sort of urinary tract infection or prostatitis and it's really been bugging him. He can't pee. And there's a point where Michael Clark Duncan kind of grips Tom Hanks through the bars and he kind of he sucks it all up into his body and then he spits it out and it's all this black brown gunk and suddenly Tom Hanks' character can miraculously pee again. And I think a lot about that because uh, as Billy Crystal says in When Harry Met Sally I I'm just on an 80s early 90s movie kick right now so roll with me on this one. As Billy Crystal says in When Harry Met Sally, all of life's problems are solved in the movies. I am a movie buff. These things come to me this way. But uh, overall, let's get back to the point, which is we take things in and we don't let them out. What ways are you getting the bad juju out of yourself? I've had some stressful times lately, and I was thinking about 
I really don't spend a lot of time letting things out. Now, I have some ways that I do this, and I've gotten back in the habit of doing them, and it's been really, really positive. So I would say that there's two main ways to get this out. And if you have any other ways, do email me, dan at cubicleclinic.com, at danwool on Twitter, or uh, at cubicleclinic on Instagram. You can also visit our page, the Cubicle Clinic page, and post there on Facebook. Two ways to get things out. One, I'm a writer. I love to write. And I've discovered something recently. I've heard about it for years, but I've discovered it recently. It's from a book called The Artist's Way called Morning Pages. And basically this is, you sit down and you just write. You just let the pen flow. You put the pen on paper and you fill the pages. I think the book recommends you fill out three pages. What I've been doing is I just sit down and I write and I write and I write until my brain stops and the pen stops. And sometimes this is a couple minutes and sometimes this has been you know as long as 10 or 20 minutes. And typically I do it when I'm mad. and <laughs> I really feel bad for whoever finds my journal someday after I die. Uh, you know, they're going to pick it up and think I'm this absolutely hateful creature uh, <laughs> who's railing against everyone and everything. But getting all those emotions out, what that does, it gets them out. It gets them on the page. I never go back and read those pages. I probably would be appalled at some of the things I say, but something funny really happens. As the day goes on, I've gotten all those things out of my head, I have cleared space for it, and suddenly the things that I may have been railing about on my morning pages, I'm suddenly thinking of solutions to those problems, global solutions. And as I've done it, I've done this pretty consistently over the last week, uh, as I get more momentum doing this, the more solutions come to me. And I think that is really, really healthy. Now, you don't have to always you know, write in anger. I certainly have written some things uh, of gratitude. And I also notice on those days that it starts to come back to me. You know, The love starts to come back to me. So it's, it's very interesting. I'm going to continue this process over the next, hopefully for the rest of my life, because it is very productive. But it's funny. We had the episode three with Barry Kluger on grief, and I put that pot up left for Austin, Texas for Health Entrepreneur FX and Paleo FX and uh, got the call that my sister-in-law had died. Um, so a uh, very instant uh, relationship with grief. Uh, it was great to re-listen to my good friend Barry on that podcast. But one of the things I did encourage my brother to do was to journal out all his feelings uh, about his wife. And... I like to be the example as a doctor, as a father, and I said, you know what? I haven't done this in a long time. I need to do this too. And so I started. I started with the morning pages and getting this all out. And it's miraculous how the solutions have kind of opened up in my brain and things are starting to attract to me. So wanted to share that. If you're a fan of Tim Ferriss, I think one of his devotees has a muse. He calls it a muse in 4-Hour Workweek. It's called a five-minute journal, and I think it's a way to help get organized and also um, show gratitude and also just think about the things that you need to get done uh, for the day. Uh, so that's uh, an opportunity as well. There's no right or wrong way to journal. Uh, some people can Marsha Brady it and be, dear diary, and you know get it all out and 
complain about Jan Brady, or you can just take a few notes uh, about your day. I, I remember I went to Europe with some friends in my 20s, and my uh, friend John, uh, every day, he just put a bunch of bullet points down uh, about our journey. Uh, first of all, the places we went, you know, some of the funny things that were said or that the interesting things that he learned. And it was no more than ever, you know, three, five, eight, ten bullet points. And I always thought that was very interesting, and I'm remembering it right now. Here's the other way you can get things out when the emotions come in. And that is exercise. I'm always encouraging our patients in the clinic to exercise. Just get out and do anything. Just if you're not walking, go for a walk, that sort of thing. And all the studies bear this out. You need to move. If you're sitting at a desk, you need to get up for a couple minutes every 20, 30 minutes and move around. Sitting is not good, standing is not good, moving is great. Let's set that aside for a second. When I walk, when I'm angry, it is a odd form of meditation. I feel like I'm pounding my problems into the pavement. Now, if you're a runner, you're doing the same thing there. But uh, I always feel like if I have been walking or running, I'm pounding my problems into the pavement. Another way to do this is to lift weights. You feel great after lifting weights, but also there's something about taking those problems out on the iron itself that really kind of focuses, puts everything into focus. And so that's another way that you can kind of get your problems out there. And then you get the endorphin rush and everything from exercise, all of a sudden you feel good, and those feelings of anger or depression or whatever uh, was getting you down about that emotion to begin with is gone. And there's many different ways that you can do that. When I got divorced many years ago, my mom, of all people, suggested that I take up boxing. She was boxing at her gym at her age, which is older than me. <laughs> but, uh, you know, there's also something about the movement and, uh, you know, pounding those emotions uh, from your brain through the glove into the heavy bag that uh, really helps as well. So find your thing exercise-wise to get the emotions out. Now, I want to talk a little bit about what happens when the emotions come in and they stay in. Well, we get something called a somatoform disorder. This is a diagnosis where somebody might have multiple problems over many years, all with different organs or different aches and pains or different symptoms, and they really can't figure anything else out. And what's happening is the mind is taking in this information and manifesting it in the body. It's manifesting that stress in the body. Uh, classic examples of this uh, would be autoimmune disorder. The body attacks itself. Uh, so, you know, somebody, for instance, might uh, be really hard on themselves. They're hard on themselves for many, many years. Those emotions kind of get ingrained, and all of a sudden they start developing autoimmune conditions. Uh, another example of this quick one might be constipation. Constipation is when we can't poop. Our poop backs up. We are literally holding on to our shit, and that is the exact definition of somatization. You take a look at what's actually happening. Uh, you're numb. You can't feel. You've lost the ability to feel. 
so you take a look at exactly what's happening in the body and you just kind of make a, a straight up interpretation of that. So these are the reasons that uh, we want to get the emotions out because if they s come in and they stay in too long, they start to cause problems in the body. It is my belief that uh, when the mind, the body, and the spirit are in alignment, that's when we get our best health. So you really got to take care of that uh, mind component uh, or else it'll start eating into the body and the spirit. That's all. That's all I was thinking about. Thanks for listening. Catch you in the next episode. You've just consumed another episode of Outlive Your Cubicle. You can find us on the web at cubicleclinic.com, at Cubicle Clinic on Facebook and Instagram. On Twitter, you can find me, Dan Wool. That's at Dan Wool, D-A-N-W-O-O-L. If you like this episode, do us a favor, please. Review it on Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever you're listening. It's been a production of Cubicle Clinic LLC and Cubicle Clinic Media. Voiceover intro by DJ Dave Bernstein. Graphics by Brennan's Design. Until next time, eat well, play loud, and outlive your cubicle. Thanks for listening.